Hi guys, uh, this is Oliver and welcome to my podcast. Um, I am, uh, well, the podcast is all about um, a HIV-positive um, LGBT community guy. And basically, I'm the one <laughs> in point. So, um, basically, all about my memoir or this podcast. Um, I'll be talking about the struggles of living as an LGBT community and the uh, stigmatization associated with me having HIV. Yeah, it's a while as a hard knock. Not everybody gets to understand uh, that, yeah, HIV uh, is real, it's very real. But living with it, uh, it's also a different thing. So, all throughout this podcast, I'll be talking about my struggle as a HIV positive LGBT community member. Alright, um, so back to the story. Um, basically, with the introduction of that, I'll, I'll need to give you a story on how I got the virus. Well, it's a story everybody would think like yeah he was fooling around and he got the virus but in this case um well some people don't get to believe that which obviously it took me a while to tell friends few of my friends that where i felt they were quite close to me so um to some they felt like it was all sex well <laughs> i was definitely not the type that um you offer to have sex with uh, basically right now I'm just sitting around the bush so uh, another time you offer to hook up with and I'll honor it well <laughs> I'll basically take my time and at the end I might not I will definitely honor <laughs> the sex proposal so um, I believe it was um, my final year in university so I decided to have a haircut um, for my project defense, so I went there. Um, this was one of my friends that uh, he opened the shop not to know, so he came over to my place. So that was how I got to know because I went to shop earlier on one certain time and he bobbed my hair. I was like, if I could come over, he's opening a shop. So I went there maybe to just honor the invitation. So he asked one of his um, friends or one of his apprentices to bob my hair that particular evening. So, well, the guy was good, but um, it got a bit tricky. I asked him first, did he sterilize the people? He told me, yeah. So, um, well, not to, at the end of the babbing, he was done. So, a mistake, he got my ear and he bled. Even with the whole, um, I think, yeah, he forgot to use alcohol, and I also, my part, I forgot to use alcohol, but, um, having a risky haircut like that, um, I should have gone for post-exposure prophylaxis, well, I waited a while to get that, well, I think get that, so, um, at the end of the year, because that happened within the, um, middle of the year, so I noticed something was strange with me, but I felt like it was just me being um, restless and having issues because I had some issues. So over the years, the issue intensified, and then I started um, hanging out with people, not like intensely, but really hooking up with anybody. <laughs> like I had people that was like I was coming in terms of my sexuality. 
So, um, then, just what a funny incident. Then, um, I was just there just to meet people, hang out, exchange. Uh, if I like you, I'll tell I like you, but I can't have sex with you because, uh, then it was me like going through phases I, I didn't feel like. So, which obviously I had it in mind, okay, um, I've had risky haircut, I've had risky moments, but not risky sex or trying to enter into any sex. So, everybody, they, everybody I tend to meet, they felt like, and they felt like um, I was just this guy that was catfishing them or trying to use them for money or just get to, but me, I was just there to meet people. But on the other side, I knew I was um, into them, but I was not into having sex with them. So, um, that came to my conclusion of me being um, part of the asexual community, that's the ace community. So, um, <laughs> if we were very small compared to the transgender community, or maybe, I don't know, just a feel maybe, because I, I can be attracted to someone or just want to have sex. Basically, that's a story everybody feels like. But in my own case, um, I'm not interested in having sex with them. So, um, I did what I could. Um, end of 2019, I felt seriously ill. I fainted like two times at work. So when that happened, I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening? I lost weight and I thought it was just, and then I had a severe pneumonia because um, at this point, I had serious pneumonia to the point that um, in this month, then I catch cold. So I felt like, so I felt like, it's been emotional right now. So I felt like um, at that point, it was just uh, a combination of me being on the cold temperature because I was on the cold temperature and I slept and bathed with cold, anything cold, drank a lot of cold stuff. And I felt like maybe that was the things that accumulated in my system and I, I, I had a pneumonia. So, because uh, I know I was prone to cold, very, very prone to cold. So, um, we entered the next day, that was 2020. Well, I felt a bit better because um, there was not much cold. But I know once we enter the cold season, it's most likely to come back. So the COVID-19 happened. I knew I had pneumonia, so I had to run away. And that was a period. Um, another onset of the disease started. Well, um, it wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny at all. It wasn't. Um, I grew, I lost a lot of weight during this period, and I had a severe ulcer for a month. I couldn't eat anything, so it was just basically drinking milk till I got pee better. So at the end of August, um, beginning of September 2020, I was diagnosed with HIV. That was <laughs> HIV positive, not AIDS, because I felt like okay. Um, I think it was AIDS, it's gonna be a different thing. But I was happy I got to know about my status and it made me overthink um will I finally if I get to finally connect with someone emotionally and decide to then um have sex with someone 
but if I can get to um, accept me. So in next steps, I'll be explaining um, my responses from me telling a few of my friends. And I've not told all, but I feel like the closest to me. I should feel like I should tell them. So I'll hear next ones with my few um, responses from my friend about uh, me telling them about my status as a HIV person. Right, so um, about my friends that knew about my status and their responses to my status story. Um, my first friend that got knew was the one that was working in the clinic where I went to do uh, my test. Well, he was more of the attention-giving guy, but I'm the one of the not-so-attention-seeking person. So, <laughs> it was fun, but it was irritating at some point. But I was happy. At least I felt accepted from one person. He didn't really, really discriminate me and all that. And started telling me, oh, you know, um, you're one of them. to send that... Uh, but you made me feel like um, living with it, it, you can live more than that and can do a lot of things with whatever you plan to win. So, um, the next few um, friends I told, well, one of them uh, currently helped me out with an accommodation issue I had. Well, <laughs> the positive first ones. Um, Another one again. He, he has been a bit supportive, more like he's been he's been supportive, not a bit supportive. I didn't have to use that. So he's been supportive of my choices. He calls and be like, "Hey, Kai, hope you to get ARV. You have to leave. You have to leave. You have to pull beyond wonders. I believe in you and all that, <laughs> all that stuff. No, we're not dating or anything. For, um." He's been so, so, so of great help, I would say. Then um, another person again, I think I told was, um, I, think I had a question the person. So um, it was a pop-up question because I was asking stuff about um, sexual health. I had a friend that needed to get tested, but I was in another region. So I asked him out, um, does he know if been in services? So that, um he won't get discriminated or stigmatized if you're asking him certain questions. Because I know how um, stigmatization is over here in my country. So I asked him and he popped up a question. And I said, yeah, no need for me to lie. It's better of that to say no and longer and you get to find out. So um, he started advising me. I should stop telling people about my... Um, status it doesn't look so well although I thought the, that um, I really liked him so it was just then not now just three years ago not too currently because um, liking a person doesn't mean I want to have sex with you or anything just like I mentioned so um, he started telling me stories and I was like I dude um, since I knew about the status, I have not told a lot of people. It's just few, and yours was a pop-up question, and you know I would definitely 
not lie to you or you know me very well i'll definitely you know wake up and start saying i want to lie to anybody so um that was the end of the discussion for that and uh, kind of one of the few people i told before the f- person i told i liked that kept on giving me instructions on not to tell other people my status which obviously i knew about um well he kind of knew because um he asked me a question where i was i told him where i went to and it was like okay what to go there to do and all that so i was like it was not the business but if you want to know it's this and that was it we haven't talked for a long while so it was uh, a negative <laughs> like a negative feedback when you tell somebody um which i positive so um so far it has been wonderful i should say living with hiv taking my arv um every day although i have issues with uh, keeping up the time which i feel like uh, might affect my which i believe will not affect my viral load at the end of six months but the long run i feel like it's gonna turn out well um i'm gonna get undetected I'm gonna live a healthy life I'm gonna push wars just like one of my friends does every moment every morning like hey dude holy um you know you're made for great things so you gotta keep taking your arv and you're gonna do great things so I'm going to keep on taking my ARV and I'm going to keep on talking on this podcast to anybody out there feeling depressed or anything. Yeah, depression can be part of it, but you have to strive and fight for what you want. And taking a dose of your ARV at the time you're supposed to take it every day um, will definitely help you to make that. <sighs> to make it that cool you want to make. So it's a choice and decision also. You are giving those choices that you're gonna do great things. So believe in yourself. I believe in you. I believe in you can do great things. So basically don't think less of what others people might tell you or, or what anybody will tell you. Hey you if you live with a deadly virus, you are or try to stigmatize or discriminate you from anything you are precious you're beautiful you're a human being if not you're special you're special just know that and thanks for coming to my podcast and please do subscribe for more nuggets from oliver and Definitely, you won't want to have some more.